Joining us on the program today is Kenneth Korn, and he's with the Oklahoma Office of Rural Development for the United States Department of Agriculture and former Anadarko City Manager. So, Kenneth, uh, good to have you on the show. Thanks for having us in this morning, George. With with your new job, and uh, congratulations on that. And you've been there for about a month or so, I guess. I've I've been there about a month. Uh, President Biden appointed me to this position at the end of... uh, uh, March, and so I'm, I'm pretty excited about the opportunity to get to help rural communities across the state with the, the programs that we have and hopefully connect people to some things that will help them out. And you've done that uh, so much with your time at, at Anadarko, but now you're broadening to the entire state. So lots of, lots of things for uh, governments, for businesses, even individuals uh, to take advantage. That's of. correct. Uh, rural development has a lot of programs that are available to help people with housing uh, as an individual, to help uh, people with small businesses, either to create a business or to expand one that they may currently have. Uh, we have community facility programs that helps communities take and uh, improve their water infrastructure, uh, community uh, things like uh, police cars and fire uh, fire trucks, even departments and buildings and things that they may need. And so there's lots of opportunity through the United States Department of Agriculture Rural Development. And that's the key thing I'd point out. It's different than FSA, which I think a lot of times people confuse us with. But we're actually the part that deals with how we make investments in people's lives. Of course, uh, Congress uh, passed a historic uh, infrastructure bill this past fall. And uh, People, we're just trying to get the word out about uh, some of the projects that are available and uh, what people need to do and individuals to uh, to access uh, some of these, Absolutely. these funds. Absolutely. President Biden uh, promised that he would work to put together an infrastructure package to make investments in communities all across America. He is particularly wanting to make investments in rural Oklahoma. And so one of the things he's charged us with is going out to connect people with our programs to make sure that they have access to them so we can make investments that improve communities and so that uh, economies are sustainable throughout rural Oklahoma. Uh, You know, they passed a nearly $2 trillion infrastructure package, uh, and they deal with things that uh, we all take for granted every day that that we see but we don't think about. But there are things that are important to our economies and to our lives and our safety. And so the president has uh, instructed all of us to get out there and make sure that uh, we are making the investments and that people know where they can connect with us on on getting those types of help. So talk about your staff a little bit and uh, how they're able to... Uh, help you with your big learning curve. Sure. Uh, I've got a great staff. Uh, our office is in Stillwater, but we also have offices across the state in Holbert and Duncan and Vanita and Enid and Muskogee and Atoka. Uh, so we've got places all across uh, the state that we can reach out to rural communities. The United States Department of Agriculture is the people's department. And so uh, we want to be in communities where people can have access to us and see us. One of the things I want to encourage people is I think sometimes they get frustrated trying to deal with the federal agency and when they try to apply for our programs they'll sometimes get a a packet and it looks really thick and it's uh, a little intimidating but a lot of that stuff is just instructions it's not actually stuff you have to fill out there's uh, there's a few pages you have to and we're more than willing to help you get those filled out and assist you in getting your application in because we want to make federal investments in communities so if you if you're interested in a program with us and you want to apply don't get intimidated by the application. Let us help you with that, and, and, and let's try to see if we can't uh, make some investments where it matters to your community. 
We've had a lot of communities uh, in this region uh, take advantage of that. You mentioned uh, some of them uh, before we started the show. So let's uh, go ahead and talk about some of those uh, in the region. Oh, absolutely. There's uh, been a lot of investments made that uh, I'm sure people are just now finding out about. Uh, Rural development hasn't done a very good job, in my opinion, expressing uh, how we've been making investments and and where they've been at. But like, for instance, here in Chickasha, uh, there's been two recent investments in this community. One is uh, about $98,000 was given to the city of Chickasha in order to buy police cars. Public safety is a critical infrastructure need in every Every community, and it's something that the president is very much uh, uh, wants to invest in to make sure that families are safe. And so we were able to do that with Chickasha, and we're going to go talk with them this afternoon about that investment that we made. And then right here at Grady Memorial Hospital, that is another thing that's critical uh, throughout rural Oklahoma is to have access to health care. And one of the things we found out during the pandemic that we weren't necessarily always prepared to uh, meet the need that might arise. And I think uh, really the pandemic took and exposed um, things that we hadn't thought about before and that we need to be prepared for. So about $191,000 was given, uh, just announced this last week for Grady Memorial. And what it's going to do is it's going to allow them to do, uh, to be able to uh, put technology in the hospital that allows them to actually see patients in the parking lot and through a pop-up clinic when we have another event like this and uh, be able to communicate inside the hospital without people having to come in. You know, with this COVID-19, they were limiting people coming into the hospital, try to limit exposure to the patients that were inside. And so that will allow them to better serve the public and have better access and also allows them to do the vaccination process uh, whether it's with COVID-19 or anything else that might arise in the future. So we're very excited about the opportunity to do that with Grady Memorial. And we're going to go by today and talk to them about the investment that's been made there. Telehealth, big, big over the last couple of years. If people could didn't have to go to the doctor, if they, they encourage you to go to the doctor or hospital if you were really sick, but for checkups or just different things you can do it do it from your house absolutely and and it gets people less exposure and it also makes sure that people don't miss appointments because they're able to actually do it from home and so it's it particularly for the rural part of the state uh, like sometimes people are from here or having to drive to Oklahoma City or Lawton and transportation can be a real issue it kind of helps the access to be better so that these folks don't have to try to find a way to see their doctor. So we're excited about that. But that brings up one of the other big investments that the president has really been pushing. Secretary Vilsack is uh, wanting us to highlight is the expansion of broadband in these communities. Um, You know, broadband is something that will allow us to continue to do things like telemedicine, but also allows businesses throughout uh, the rural part of the state to uh, offer their goods and services to a broader audience. So you just don't have to be in Chickasha or Anadarko to access some of these businesses. So, you know, here, for instance, in this area, uh, Hillary Communications just received a, a, a big loan from uh, USDA, low interest, in order to put broadband uh, in uh, these communities through here. And that's a game changer for a lot of communities. Uh, and we're finding that all over Oklahoma, we're making those investments in broadband uh, because it is the way the economy is moving today. And, and if rural communities are going to survive, we've got to make the investment in broadband. I don't know. The state uh, government has, has started a broadband office. So any funding that's going to go into broadband expansion, I think they're going to do that. And uh, they've got some pretty ambitious goals of having uh, 
a good part of the state and have broadband access within five years. Oh, absolutely. And, uh, and I think sometimes we haven't done a good job even connecting with the state, but we have a, a connectivity uh, grant and loan program all our own rural development. So I would encourage anybody that wants to uh, look in that as a possibility for their communities because tribes can apply for it, uh, businesses can apply for it, and even cities and municipalities can apply for it to, to put this access there. There is a strong push by this administration to ensure that people have access. So uh, let's talk about some of the uh, business loans or grants uh, that are available. Sure. There's, there's uh, all sorts of loans that are out there. One of we currently are doing is the meat and poultry expansion, uh, process expansion. Uh, that deadline has actually been extended to, I believe, May 11th for people to put in. You know, that's one of the other things we found during the uh, pandemic. You, know, you saw the grocery stores got a little, little thin. Um, and primarily that because we had a, a disruption in the supply chain because this COVID out, had an outbreak, it hampered uh, meat processing plants. So there's a real effort now to expand that uh, capacity throughout uh, the United States. And so that program's out there available. We met with some producers the other day about doing that. So maybe there'll be some people from Oklahoma who will get one of those uh, grants to expand here. Uh, and so that, that also helps local producers uh, uh, expand their market. Uh, so that's one of the programs we have. We have uh, uh, some relending programs where municipalities or even tribal governments or uh, 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 groups that focus on economic development can get money from USDA. Uh, we give it to them as a grant, uh, and then they turn around and loan it out to other people in order to spur economic development. Uh, we've got communities all across the state who have that program with us with their economic development authorities. Um, and then we have direct loans, too. Uh, I, I just saw a, a loan the other day that's going to help expand. A, uh, I believe it was a, make, they make uh, copper pipes. Uh, we make loans to uh, oil and gas businesses, uh, uh, health care clinics. Uh, you name it, we, we can make a loan uh, to those, those folks uh, through a number of options that we have available. Yeah, Western Farmers just recently took advantage of a nice... Yes, Perfect. Western Farmers has got close to over uh, two hundred, uh, over two hundred million dollars in in a low interest loan from um, rural development that will be used to to improve transmission lines and to build a new headquarters facility, and that's one of the issues we have to be uh, concerned about, and then it's also a uh, uh, priority for the administration is that uh, our that our utility system is reliable and electricity is one of those those things that they really want to make sure that's available out there uh and, and so that's a large investment they're not the only one the electric cooperatives have, have applied for that and even cities like anadarko that has its own electric grid can apply through utility services and so through through usda communities can get help with water and wastewater uh, projects um, they can get help with their electric grids if they own the, the system. Um, they can get help with broadband. So there's all sorts of opportunities there to help build the infrastructure. We hear so much, we hear from about Chickasha's crumbling uh, water system, especially in the city. Uh, and the water line between here and Fort Cobb that also serves Anadarko, that's, uh, you know, they're looking at having to do something with, with that because it's, a, what, I don't know, 75 years old or something like that. So, Absolutely. Yeah. And, and, you know, and the thing about our, our projects is that they're, they're really targeted to rule. Oklahoma City doesn't qualify. 
Uh, Lawton doesn't qualify. Tulsa doesn't qualify. It's, it is communities uh, like Anadarko, like Hinton, like Chickasha, uh, um, and even smaller communities that Gracemont or yeah. mm-hmm. uh, Amber. Amber. Yeah. And any of those communities do qualify. And, and there are some match requirements uh, that, that are out there. But we're going to do the best we can at rural development to try to assist them with the needs that they have. And, and listen, most of the water infrastructure in the state's over 100 years old, and it's got to be replaced. Yeah, and bridges, uh, aging bridges too, that's, a, that's an issue? Yeah, that's an issue. That's uh, not necessarily something that's in our wheelhouse at rural development, but it is uh, one of the big uh, issues that President Biden wanted to address in the infrastructure bill. So you're going to see hundreds of millions of dollars invested in Oklahoma from that infrastructure bill in roads and bridges all across the state uh, because that infrastructure is critical to the economies and to the public safety. And, and I think that's going to be a priority uh, for, uh, for the administration uh, all the way through. Were you able to take advantage of that at Adarco with the new bridge on Petrie Road? That, that was some federal funds, but it wasn't from the infrastructure bill. Uh, but it's going to be projects like that that get done all across uh, uh, Oklahoma and, and the rural parts of the state. I, I can't emphasize enough that there is a real focus on investing in rural America and in, in rural Oklahoma. And uh, I, I just I hope people know that they've not been forgotten, that the United States Department of Agriculture through rural development intends to try to get to every community. Now, does each state have a certain uh, amount allocated to them, or is it just like a one big pool of money that you uh, apply for? Or? Well, there, there there's several several pools of money. There's some money that's been allocated through the infrastructure bill directly for Oklahoma, and some of that will be done through state agencies, and some of it could be done through rural development. Uh, you will have um, money that typically comes to rural development. There's some that is allocated directly to Oklahoma that we control and, and, and make the recommendations for. And then there's money that's out there that's in a big national pot that you can apply for. Uh, and, and, you know, one of the things I would mention right now, we have money available uh, through Track 1 on a rural health care emergency uh, a grant that people can apply for, municipalities and tribes and, and nonprofits, uh, for things like ambulances, expansion of uh, clinics, uh, nutrition services, uh, to do things that strengthens uh, the healthcare infrastructure in communities. And, you know, I would encourage uh, communities to get those applications into us uh, by the end of May so we can process those. We have about, I think it's around $3.5 million with the last I checked. We've, we made a round of announcements this last week. I think the city, Eric, got one. Noble County, YMCA got one. They're doing a... Um, nutrition program uh, expansion and outreach uh, with the YMCA there. I think, Eric, we did uh, an ambulance. Uh, Grady Memorial was the other one with their technology there. So, there, and, and McAllister Regional Hospital also uh, got, got assistance uh, through some uh, emergency health care funds. And Anadarko's new fire engine, was that part of this program? No, that, that's not a part of this program, mm-hmm. but that just goes to emphasize sometimes we get special money. That's why you always need to check with your rural development offices. Sometimes there'll be a special emphasis on uh, certain parts of programs that we want to do, and they'll put aside a special pot of money. And that's what this one is. It's, uh, it's, uh, it's something that the administration said, we want to make some investments in rural health care. So they put the money aside. But the Anadarko fire truck, for instance, uh, was through the community facilities grant. Uh, and, uh, that was through disaster money that was available uh, through that program. And, you know, they got about $370,000 uh, 
to uh, help purchase the truck. Now, the truck cost a little over 700000 so Anadarko had to come up with its match. Uh, but, you know, every dollar counts, and uh, Anadarko would have never got that fire truck without USDA. Um, in addition to uh, businesses and uh, municipalities, individuals can uh, take advantage of, of a program for housing, for instance. Well, abs- absolutely. There, there are housing programs uh, for USDA. I guess one of the largest issues for rural communities as you try to build your economies is if you did get a plant to locate here, where are people going to live? And also uh, the current people that live here, having quality and affordable housing is also an issue. So USDA does have the ability to help people with loans uh, and guaranteed loans uh, too to, uh, to give them in housing. A lot of these programs, we have a direct loan through us, but the direct loan is for people who are, we would consider probably medium to low income, can get direct loans through us. Others can get loans, uh, go to their, their bank and ask for, uh, uh, to try to get a rural development guaranteed loan. And basically what it is, your bank makes the loan, but we guarantee it. Uh, and so it makes it a, a lot friendlier. Uh, and so it, and and we have the ability to sometimes help people who can't get conventional loans other places. Uh, and having said that, uh, we can also sometimes help people make improvements to their homes. We have a, a low-interest loan and grant program for repairs. Uh, so uh, we so, can so do is that the, So there's a weatherization program? Is that, is well, that, is that the, well, the, the kind of sort of? Kind of sort of. Weatherization can be a part of this, but it could be anything. You could be repairing pipes to your homes. Uh, it could be repairing uh, windows or insulation you may need, things that um, that make your home more energy efficient, uh, and it makes the house uh, livable. And so we can do, I think, up to a $10,000 uh, grant. We can do up to a combination of fifty thousand uh, dollar loan grant option for people, but listen, I, when I say a loan, it's not like you're going to the bank and you're doing whatever the the, the loan rate is from the feds right now. I'm talking low interest, sometimes one percent on a loan, and you can and you can finance it over a long period of time. So you're not going to get those opportunities anywhere else, but probably rural development. So let's talk about people can go online and uh, look at some of the programs uh, and things you have available. Absolutely. They can uh, go online, uh, you know, USDA Rural Development. Uh, there's all sorts of programs on there. Some of them are handled by the state office. Some of them are handled by the national office. But we can assist you at the state office even if it's something that is at the national level. Um, so, and then you, you can call any one of the offices across the state. So I, I really would, uh, tell you to go online. Probably the easiest thing for you to do is to Google rural development, uh, USDA, and it'll pop up, uh, and l- look for Oklahoma. And then you can even choose the offices you want to talk to. Right. Uh, again, you mentioned Hobart and Duncan, uh, offices are probably closer for this area. Hobart and Duncan would be the two offices that are close, uh, to here and uh, if we don't we don't necessarily have all the program specialists at all those offices but they can definitely get you connected to the right one that can service your needs what else we need to know about uh, what you're doing in Stillwater these days well it's uh it's it's kind of funny because uh, when I got to Stillwater of course I'm an OU grad and uh, so it's a little kind of uh, interesting for me to have an office on the campus of Oklahoma State University um, fact in the state director's office and I walked in there were two bright orange chairs sitting in the state director's office um, by the end of the day they had been replaced with a maroon 
uh, colored chairs. Uh, and so there's been a little bit of joke in the office about how that happened. Uh, I, I love my friends that are, uh, that are, uh, cowboys, but, uh, uh, I, I just couldn't do the orange chairs in my office. <laughs> All right, uh, so uh, Kenneth, again, uh, we want to thank you for coming in today. And again, uh, just uh, municipalities, businesses, small business uh, programs, uh, you know, yeah, so there, many so many options yeah, uh, there's, to consider. There's so much stuff that people can reach out to us for. And, and I'll just give a number here. Uh, the, the state office number is 405-742-1070. That's, that's the, you can call us direct. Or if you want to look us up online, the best way to, to look us up is to go to rd.usda.gov slash Oklahoma. And again, that's rd.usda.gov slash Oklahoma. And uh, we also have a toll-free number if you want to jot that down. It's 1-800-522-3819. And, uh, and if you're on Twitter, some people like to follow Twitter. We've got a Twitter account. Uh, in fact, hopefully... Uh, uh, George, we'll get a picture here, and, and, and it'll be on our Twitter this afternoon at RD uh, underscore Oklahoma. So uh, get connected with us so you can keep up with all the projects that, are, that might be coming or opportunities that might help your family or your community. Right. Uh, it just takes an idea and just make a little plan, and you can help uh, nurture that and uh, develop that and Never know. Absolutely. The, sky, the sky's the limit the, almost. The, the sky is the limit, and I will tell you, we have a very good staff who's been doing this for quite some time. Uh, they are excited about getting out. We're just now returning to the office, and they're just now getting the opportunity to get out in community. So you're going to start seeing rural development all over Oklahoma, and we're going to make a big push to get people access. I will tell you, my goal, and I know it is the goal of, of the president and also of Secretary Vilsack, is for us to make uh, large investments in rural Oklahoma. And uh, as long as I'm state director, I'm going to try to sell these programs to get people involved and have access to them. And I want to bring home every federal dollar I can because we're paying for them in Oklahoma. We're sending this money to Washington. Why don't we get our share back and spend in these communities here? Kenneth Korn, state director for rural development for the United States Department of Agriculture. We'll have you back here uh, later on this year and get an update and uh, find out how the progress is. I sure appreciate it, George. And, and again, reach out to us. We want to help you.